Welcome, welcome to another great episode of Transformed and Renewed. Hope that y'all are excited just as I am. And today we got a great topic because I am going to be sharing with you foods and lifestyle changes that can really help with cancer treatment as well as prevention. Now, I know that this is a topic and it's been around for years in, in terms of what are some of the things that can help with cancer um, treatment as well as prevention? Because, you know, if you're like me, I'm the type of person where I like to find things that are going to be holistic, natural, in essence, you know, in terms of nature, that can really help with some of the issues that we may face. And so that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And it's not going to, I'm not going to dive too deep into some of these, but I do want to at least exposure to, you know, again, some of the foods as well as just changes, you know, your lifestyle that, you know, you should consider, you know, especially if there's someone that you know of, or even um, if you may be someone who is, you know, dealing with cancer. And I know that that is something, you know, that a lot of people do not want to ever experience, get alone, you know, no one ever expects to go to that doctor and a doctor tell them that you have cancer. And so I am aware that, you know, some of these are just things that can be become very uncomfortable, but, you know, I do want you to know that it is not the end all be all, okay? So that is what we're gonna be talking about tonight. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our channel at Robotic 1212. So diving into the, uh, the first segment, because like I said, I don't want, this to get too deep, but I do want to, you know, exposure to, you know, some of the foods. And so when I was thinking about this topic, you know, especially thinking about foods and, you know, I feel great myself because I actually, you know, consume some of these foods um, routinely, you know, a part of my diet. And so I will say that, you know, not just consuming these foods just for a short time span, you know, it's, it's beneficial, but it's even better, you know, when you can take it past a month, two months, you know, essentially a lifestyle change. So one of the, the foods that I would recommend that has shown, you know, benefits, you know, in terms of cancers and being able to mitigate the onset as well as the treatment of cancers. And before I start, and I want to preface, you know, with everything that I'm mentioning, you know, again, these are just um, recommendations for you to consider. And I would also recommend that, you know, it's important to consult a holistic oncology. You know, someone who particularly works, you know, with patients who have cancers. But the reason why I say holistic um, is because they will provide means that are essentially holistic. So like foods that will provide things that are not based on medicine or, you know, harmful um, chemical treatments like radiations, which can, you know, cause you to have, you know, uh, elevated level of exposure, which can be um, harmful to your health. So, you know, it's important for you to do that. Jumping back to the topic, foods for you to consider trying or, you know, incorporating with your diet would involve cruciferous vegetables. And that's because of the, the nutrient um, composition of these foods. So when you think about cruciferous vegetables, you may think of kale, spinach, chard, 
bok choy, broccoli, cauliflower, the list goes on. But these are just some of the, you know, ones that you may see in the grocery store. But typically when you think of greens, you know, these are going to be some of the vegetables, you know, that I would say for you to include uh, because they do contain a lot of nutrients, um, especially, um, you know, compounds that may have sulforaphane. I know broccoli has um, that, which is one of the compounds that helps with um, it's an anti-cancer compound, you know, that's found in broccoli. And one of the things I learned is that if you consume frozen broccoli, you know, sometimes broccoli may be blanched, you know, which means that it may have been um, heated or boiled at about 90 seconds, roughly. And then it's, um, after that, it is placed on an ice bath to where it's frozen immediately. And this basically, um, it deactivates the enzymes in the broccoli and, and therefore it can also deactivate some of the nutrients. But one thing that I've learned um, that can be a, uh, I guess kind of like a, um, a quick solution for that is if, sulf um, if sulforaphane is lost through that process, you know, where the broccoli is blanched, that you could use mustard powder um, to um, add to the broccoli. And that could also, you know, help with that content. Now, again, this is, you know, of course, from just different resources that I've looked at. And, of course, there's always more data um, and research that's coming out. But as of today, that is, you know, essentially what I found. So you could do that. But essentially, um, you could also um, do the fresh broccoli. Um, I would say when it comes to fresh vegetables, some vegetables you do want to cook. You don't have to cook for long to, you know, essentially cook the life out of them. Please don't do that. But you do want to cook them because sometimes, you know, you may have bacteria on there, on the vegetables. And, you know, it's good enough, it's good to cook the vegetables to, you know, essentially kill off bacteria, as well as, you know, some fruit, um, some vegetables, um, and I'll even dive into beans or whole grains, may just contain anti-nutrients, um, which can essentially have a um, defensive mechanism you know, for protecting that particular plant, but it may not serve well for you if you don't properly cook it. But going back um, to our vegetables, you know, cruciferous vegetables, um, fresh, frozen, and those are essentially good to consume. And also, you know, when I think of vegetables like onions and um, garlic, you know, even colorful vegetables like tomatoes and carrots, which contain, you know, lycopene, which is a, an organic um, pigment or compound that has been shown to help with cancer prevention and treatment. And so these are just, again, some of the foods. When you think about vegetables, you want to think about diversifying like different colors. And the reason why I point out colors is because the more colorful your plate is or your or the vegetable lineup is that you are consuming, this is going to provide you with essentially a plethora of antioxidants, which, you know, they can go in, you know, once you consume them in your body and they can do some war, you know, especially against, you know, any um, free radicals or cancerous cells that may try to proliferate in your body. And so it is important that you diversify you know, your vegetable lineup with colorful vegetables. So like I said, uh, tomatoes and carrots, if you can tolerate them. I know different people may have, you know, different um, sensitivities 
um, to certain foods. So, you know, again, these are just recommendations, but, you know, of course, if you're able to consume these, then um, by all means, you know, please add them to your um, list. And I, and I definitely don't want to forget, you know, beans have been shown to, you know, definitely help, you know, when I was looking at the female and the male reproductive, uh, <clears throat> reproductive organs, you know, primarily as it relates to prostate cancer or ovarian cancer. You know, again, lycopene, which is found in tomatoes, uh, tomatoes, carrots, even red grapefruit. Um, I think pomegranate is um, another one, but that's just one example, you know, that is related to prostate cancer and, and ovarian, um, these types of uh, compounds like lycopene, as well as, you know, when you think about soy, and I know some people may have, um, again, sensitivities to soy, but if you don't, then this has also been shown to have some beneficial properties when it comes to um, mitigating cancer or, you know, treating it as well. So soy, um, nuts, different types of uh, nuts, I would say, um, can help with that. Let me think what else, because, you know, it's a lot that was going through my mind. Um, teas, so like green teas have also been shown and mushrooms. And so when I looked at, um, there are a variety of mushrooms, um, you know, that I saw like, uh, I want to say it's reiki. Don't have the list on my hand. And I think it was also shiitake and some other ones that I'm not too familiar with, but I do know, you know, as I was skimming through, um, these, you know, again, are some of the foods that, you know, are good to include in your diet, especially you know, if you're trying to prevent, you know, which I think everybody should, even if if you don't have cancer, that's good, but still, you know, include these, you know, foods in your lineup, anywhere you can see fit. Um, when it comes to meats, I didn't say a lot in terms of what meats could help prevent, but I would say, you know, if you are trying to, you know, treat um, cancer, you know, again, it's important to consult, you know, your oncologist um, about, you know, consuming meats because they may or may not have a beneficial effect. But one thing I do know for sure, you know, is uh, vegetables, um, nuts, beans, um, even whole grains and fruits. And I don't want to forget that, particularly when it comes to fruits and berries or what you want to target, again, because of the antioxidants. So when you think of berries, you think of blueberries, but if you want to take it a step up, go for the wild blueberries, organic. Um, and, and that was also one thing I wanted to mention, organic vegetables, organic everything. And, you know, one thing with organic is, you know, it just re reduces the layer of the pesticide residue as well as the herbicide residue that you may find on, you know, different crops or plants. And so this is going to also help, you know, again, when it comes to cancer prevention and treatment, because if you're taking in, you know, a lot of um, crops that may have um, cancer, or not cancer, but pesticide or herbicide residue, then that can also get into your system and, you know, it can do a number of things. Now, you know, again, with research, you know, from, again, what I've been doing, um, sometimes even if you do consume pesticide or herbicide, you know, if you were to take different herbs, you know, such as um, sage, rosemary, um, basil, oregano, um, or, you know, other types of spices, they can actually bind to some of those pesticides or herbicides, um, even onion, onion powder or garlic powder or, or onions and 
garlic and their whole steak can bind to these residues and essentially carry them out through um, the waste or, you know, essentially however you excrete. But that is going to be better than it going through your bloodstream and trying to go through your fat cells where it's stored. And, you know, it's a dangerous game where anything that can be a toxin in your body goes to your fat cells and just sits there because then it can do a lot of damage. And so, you know, again, you know, it's important to really, you know, include these in your diet, you know, cruciferous vegetables. Uh, and again, even when it comes to vegetables, just you want to think rainbow, um, colorful. The more color, that means that you're getting the antioxidants. And think about, you know, if you have a plate full of bell peppers, you know, squash, and then greens, that is a wonderful plate. And if you throw on sweet potatoes, that's even better um, because you are getting a plethora of antioxidants and just a load of nutrients that are really going to protect your body. So think about that from that perspective. So talked about food so far. I want to jump into lifestyle. Like I said, I didn't want to go too deep, but I did want to at least give you some food so that way you can you know, at least go grocery shop and say, okay, these are some of the foods that I can incorporate. Let's get to it. And you want to be consistent with these foods and load up on them, okay? When it comes to lifestyle, it's important, you know, especially in terms of cancer prevention and treatment. You know, one of the things that I would recommend is reducing stress. You know, that's one of the last things, but I'm not even going to say last thing. That is something that you shouldn't even want to entertain, you know, when you have, um, if you were to have cancer or you, you know, just trying to, you know, prevent it, you know, it's easy for, you know, a person to deal with stress a lot. And some people may say, well, I can handle stress. I can deal with it. Well, you may be able to deal with it externally, but internally, your body's doing so much processing that over time, you may not ever realize it. And most people never realize that you know, they have cancer until, you know, one day, you know, they're just not here anymore. And a person may say, well, I didn't realize that you, that you could have cancer and, you know, die the next day and not know it. Well, there's a lot of people who have it and, and unfortunately they are not aware of it because of stress. And so, you know, one of the things I recommend is finding ways, outlets, so to speak, to really reduce stress. Um, and some of the things that I do, you know, just taking a walk outside, just looking outside. Um, for me, that is just kind of therapeutic, you know, listening to uh, different music. Uh, for me, I like listening to um, gospel music. Even I have a jazz collection um, where I just listen to different sounds. And, and I'm strategic with, you know, the sounds that, you know, okay, this is, you know, helping me to um, regulate or it's helping with my heartbeat. Uh, you know, so to speak, it's helping with my my um, my pulse level, okay? And so when you think about it, you know, you may not want to, trying to, you know, listen to music or be around environments that just seem so chaotic and drama-filled. You likely want to eliminate that. And so I would recommend you should, you know, do your best to do inventory, okay? What things are causing a trigger in terms of my stress levels going up and what are those things that are going to help with my stress levels going down, okay? Another thing, and I know some people try to avoid this, is exercise. And 
that's doing you more good than harm. And, and I'm sure some people may feel like, well, I tried to exercise, but, you know, I, I felt like I was about to pass out. Well, you will if you haven't done it often, but after you do it a couple of times, trust me, you will get used to the program. But think about, you can start off doing, you know, just running in place or just even walking. If you decide to walk, hey, okay, I'm gonna walk and let me try to really intensify it by, by walking up a hill or if you have a treadmill, just by saying, okay, let me increase the incline and then let me increase the speed just a little bit so I can you know, push myself. You want to make sure that, you know, you're pushing yourself because overall it's going to really help you to maximize your life versus, you know, being like a, a 1970s car that has high mileage on it. Trust me. No one is trying to drive it anywhere. Okay. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, keeping your body fit because, you know, you keep your body fit listen the results are endless and i can tell you from experience you know putting your body um to the test through exercise um low stress getting proper sleep yes i'm aware that some people don't feel that you know sleep is for the lazy but you know after really praying and um understanding this concept and likely i will do you know a separate talk on this you know particularly when it comes to sleep but it's important to get the proper sleep that you need trust me if you're trying to run you know what is it 20 hours a day out of 24 hours a day and you say you know what i can stay up i'm iron man i'm iron woman it's not going to sustain you too long okay and you know what are you trying to prove so get the rest that you need all right so those are just a few um and, and some other ones you know i would say that a bonus would be you know just finding activities that you you know like doing that are wholesome you know it could be painting it could be you know going to a museum and looking at art um, it could just be taking a cruise around town and just seeing you know what is available you know sometimes i even you know drive around just looking at different homes you know um elegant homes at that it could be that, you know, just kind of letting your eyes see and, and, and see like different sceneries. And that could also be therapeutic for you. Uh, speaking of therapeutic, get a massage, you know, could help with your lifestyle changes as well as help with cancer. You know, sometimes we just need to distress. We need to get out of the everyday environment and really just slow it down, slow it down. Okay. So these are just a few things, you know, that I want to share with you in terms of lifestyle, but, you know, just, um, you know, for a full recap, brief recap um, of what I mentioned, you know, in terms of foods, vegetables, colorful at that, um, you want to make sure that you are getting as much vegetables that you're in a day. And if you say, well, I feel like I'm getting one serving, you know, bump that up to like four or five servings a day. And trust me, you can even increase that over time. You may say, well, that's a lot. Well, not really. If you do it for a while, you may feel like, oh, I can actually eat more. Um, and it can help with your satiety level, you know, how full you're feeling. Um, beans, nuts, um, whole grains, fruits, particularly berries that are rich in antioxidants. These can also help with um, your cancer prevention and treatment. Then lifestyle changes, lower the stress, exercise, you know, get outside of your everyday environment to really, you know, find, 
you know, different ways that can really help. Um, and, you know, bonus ones that I forgot to mention is prayer. You know, that's when I do prayer to Jesus, you know, specifically, because I know people may say, well, I do pray to God, but God for different people, God can be different for different people. So I'm just going to specify, I pray to Jesus Christ, okay? And the son of the living God to really specify it. And, you know, that has really helped me a lot, you know, in terms of just stress and really, you know, being um, whole, you know, as a person. So I would say, you know, it, it does take time. That's not an overnight thing, but really growing in your relationship with the Lord is also amazing. And as well as being around groups of people, um, don't be isolated. You know, I think isolation is definitely of the enemy, you know, especially when you start to think so many thoughts, negative thoughts at that and it it can just build up and you don't want to get into that place, but you want to, you know, be able to stay around people to keep your mind pure, um, have things that are helping you to stay busy in a good way. Okay. So I hope that these um, techniques have helped you. You know, like I said, I want to share some food and lifestyle tips with you that can really help with cancer prevention and treatment. Um, as I shared earlier, it is definitely important that you consult a holistic oncology or oncologist. Um, but that way they can really um, provide you with more of a professional um, as direct um, directional guidance, you know, in terms of how to really navigate, you know, cancer if you have it. Um, but if you don't, that's good. But again, still, you know, consider implementing, you know, these techniques that I've shared with you. So if you like this, make sure that you like um, this video, share it, subscribe to our channel. Um, I really appreciate it. And I thank you for tuning in um, to this episode, which I hope again that you enjoyed. Till next time, I hope that you stay safe, be blessed, and have a great day on purpose.